the Best Friends Fancast. We are an ARI YMBF fan podcast where we talk about anything and everything Allison Rosen. I am Lisa Lowry, and on this episode, we will talk about the Monday, May 21st episode with Travis McElroy, and the Thursday, May 26th episode, Really Rosie, Daniel Pump Rules, and Griggs Yelp Saga. Uh, I would like to say hello to my co-host for tonight. Hello, TS. Hey, how's it going? I'm so glad you're here. It's been a while. It has been a little while. I'm glad to glad to be back. Good. I'm glad you're here. And um, I think we should just dive right in. Let's talk about the Monday episode. I really enjoyed it. The Travis McEl- McElroy. Can I say it? Can I fuck up everybody's name? I don't know why I have such an issue. <laughs> um, he is a professional podcaster, which is funny because I just had a conversation with Brittany. Hi, Brittany. It's not a show if I don't say hello to you. Um, and maybe this sparked her question about Allison being able to support herself doing podcasting. And I thought, I don't see how, because there are so many great podcasts out there that are, you know, st- I don't, I just don't see how it's possible, but I mean, she doesn't have other, another form of income that I know of besides maybe whatever she's doing with Greg and some other stuff, but, um, professional podcaster, that's pretty, pretty amazing. Like to think about, <laughs> Yeah, and I think he's also kind of a, a Chef Jeff type, too. Like, he doesn't just have his own... It's not like Mark Marin or something where he just kind of hosts one show uh, podcast-wise. He actually he works on a bunch of different shows. Right. So I want to talk about each one that they talked about because I just had... I don't know. Do you Have you listen, Have you heard of him, and do you listen to any of his shows? Uh, yes, and kind of. So there's <laughs> a... I have heard of Amanda's Brothers. Um, so there's a movie podcast, a bad movie podcast, it's a podcast about bad movies, but it's not a bad movie podcast. <laughs> um, it's called The Flophouse, uh, and they they make fun of movies, and they're very funny. So they and okay. so uh, The Flophouse uh, did a crossover episode with the McElroy's, McElroy's bro- the McElroy family, uh, one of their podcasts called The Adventure Zone, the one where they play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. So the hosts of The Flophouse went and played a session of Dungeons and Dragons, and then the the McElroy's re- reviewed a bad movie. So I sort of know them from that crossover and sort of, I like them just based on that because that was actually, both of those episodes ended up being really good. Um, I have not listened to much of their other stuff, the, the McElroy's. Yeah, I haven't either. And so you're talking about the, the Adventure Zone, the Dungeons and Dragons, which I've never played. I We briefly pl- played a few games on this show with Jason, which was really fun on Game of Thrones. I remember that. That was that was very fun. <laughs> and that was my first taste of actually playing it, and it was funny and 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 all that. But my my experience with it is pretty pretty minimum. I remember seeing people play it when I was a kid, and I didn't understand what was going on. And I like Colonel Jeff. I probably wouldn't even if I tried playing. Um, I just kind of went with whatever Jason told me, <laughs> and then just kind of made fun of stuff. But um, that is a really funny idea for a podcast. In fact, all of his ideas are different and interesting and funny. Uh, my brother, my brother and me that, I mean, okay. So I talked to my brother about, well, first of all, I didn't know that he liked podcasts also, which is really sad, oh. <laughs> but you know, when you're into something, you, I don't talk about it. This doing, That's this, true. doing JMO patrol was the first time I really talked about being a fan of anything with anybody. Usually I just keep it to myself because it's just for me. I don't, I don't need to talk about it, but now that we've talked about it, it's way more fun. <laughs> I didn't realize I was missing out on all of this. Um, so when I mentioned, you know, Adam Carolla and he said, Oh yeah, I'm a fan. I said, Oh yeah, we're starting this 
fan cast about Allison Rosen. He was just like, what? <laughs> and then listening to Jason Dix's and his sister, uh, Amy Dix's podcast is so a funny. To Elastic Rivalry? Yes, A Guide to I Elastic actually, Rivalry. You know what? I actually have not listened to that. You mentioning that just now. Uh, I am going to I'm gonna download an episode of that tonight, actually. Good. Do it. Because they their chemistry, their dynamic is so funny. And I can only imagine this, my brother, my brother, and me being that same. You get a, a sneak peek into a family, which I think this is the reason why reality, and I mean more true reality, not the kind of over-the-top ridiculous kind, the kind of where you're just seeing into people's lives, even if they are crazy animals like the housewives. Um, you're seeing into just regular people's lives, regular in quotes. So that kind of thing is interesting. I picture Jason and his sister at Thanksgiving and what their conversations and what they're doing. And, and it, I don't know, their show's funny. So I thought how fun it would be for my brother and I to do something like that. Oh, you should try it sometime. It would be pretty, pretty fun. I think even, and just like Travis says, what's so great about podcasting in this medium is it is, there's no one telling you, Oh, you have limits. You have to do this. You can't do that. It's, it doesn't mean people are going to listen to you, but guess what? You can do it. It's I'm sitting in my bedroom right now and I've got this all set up just talking into whoever is listening. And if nobody's listening, it's still fun to do and you have the opportunity to do it. It's pretty interesting. Starting when I was a teenager, I listened to Loveline, which R.I.P. Loveline, by the way. Uh, it, it, <laughs> the last episode was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. I miss it. Uh, so I grew up listening to Loveline, like starting at like, I don't know. 14 or so and I listened to that until basically until now um, and then I listened my mom would always have like talk radio shows on in the car yes I still <laughs> listen to like I'm not conservative but I listen to like conservative talk radio like literally every day so do I oh um, my gosh you listen yeah. to KFI oh uh, I don't so I no okay no uh, also I listen to like old time radio like the old like radio shows from like the 40s and 50s like suspense or uh Escape, sort of like crazy, like they're like Twilight Zone episodes, but in audio form. Ooh, um, yes. Yeah, the, the, so I listen to a lot of radio, is the point, and now I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I'm glad podcasting is sort of, um, I don't know, that there's so much of it around right now, and it's so easy to find. I agree, and yeah. I know the the joke is, you know, oh yeah, I have a podcast. Oh well, so does my nephew, or so does my whoever. Yeah, anybody can do it. Doesn't like I said, no one's doesn't mean anyone's going to listen to it. But I think having so many podcast choices out there is such a wonderful thing. Like you said, I came from listening to talk radio and having always having talking going on. And now that I have a choice of what I want, the only negative to having so many podcast choices out there is there's not enough hours in my day to listen to all the great things that are out there now. Yeah, but it's I think it's awesome. I think it's. Yeah, it's almost more interesting to hear someone that's maybe not necessarily famous already or I don't know, it was lesser known. It, it's more fun, I think. Maybe it's a little less produced or I don't know. But yeah, I listen to a but so I'm I'm fortunate in that I work at my desk job. I can basically listen to podcasts all day on my earbuds. So nice. I, I I always listen to a ton of podcasts, but it's it's sort of a. Uh, it fits in seamlessly with my work life. And I, uh, with the exception of like some of like Dr. Drew's shows, I don't know that anyone whose shows I listen to was like actually any sort of celebrity or anything. It's just people with podcasts. And some of them, they might be popular podcasts like, you know, How Did This Get Made or whatever. But none of them are like, I'm not listening to like, you know, 
the Tom Cruise Scientology <laughs> Hour or anything. That's not a real show. I was gonna say, is that a thing? It's, it, I'm sure it's bound to be. That they, it should be. The I more mean, people they can poison, yeah. I mean, reach, the better. Well, if they're trying to recruit people, I mean, start a podcast. Yeah, seriously. So he talked about uh, Bunker Buddies, the Doomsday Podcast, which just <laughs> every idea. I don't know where it comes. He comes up with these ideas, but they're all different. And that sounds really, I mean, I really want to hear some of these now after listening to Monday's episode. Yeah, I, it's, so I have listened to a couple episodes of The Adventure Zone, and it's, it's, as someone who's not into Dungeons and Dragons, it's kind of hard for me to recommend, like, oh, you should check that out. But it is, it is a very good show. Yeah, the, and then, uh, Can I Pet Your Dog? Oh, yeah, Allison, by the way, was on, I think they mentioned that. She was on an episode of Can I Pet Your Dog about, I want to say, a month and a half ago. And I think someone told me to listen to that, and I, I thought, okay, she's been on some new new uh, podcasts, and I need to listen to them. And I did a search, and it only showed me all the ones I've seen before. So I'm like, oh, man, I forgot what the name of it was. So I'm glad I'll put a mark next to that because I want to hear that. Uh, Schmanners, the etiquette show with his wife, which is really funny. Cause my, my husband and I have talked about, before I start, started JMO Patrol, him and I talked about doing something. And we didn't know what it would be. Obviously, it would definitely not be about etiquette because that would be hilarious. But... Just maybe something more in the, along the lines of just our daily life and just talking about random stuff, and I think that would be fun. I think doing a podcast with anybody is fun. It's just so much. It, it's just it almost feels like therapy. You're just like blah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also, like one of the benefits to uh, kind of both Allison's Thursday show and a show like this is that um, once you have I don't know three or four people, it, it's it's easier to have discussions just because you'll be able to, different people will have different uh, takes on topics and people will randomly have different experiences that you can talk about. And it's, it's or in, in the case of just two people who know each other well, it's easy to sort of, um, as Allison's old commercial used to go, that Pete Holmes was in, you know, ping pong. Yes. Ping and back and forth. <laughs> yes, just pinging and ponging. I think that is so true. And I think you maybe even get to know people a little bit better that you, that are in your lives that you think you know already. Like, I, I wonder if Daniel and Allison are finding things out because you tell a story. And it's like, Oh really? Or I'll hear Jenna saying, what Al, you know, we'll talk about the stuff in the Thursday game with the Yelp stuff where she's like, oh, I don't God. even know you. And those kinds of things where you live your life doing stuff and you don't necessarily report back to every person in your life. Oh, I'm doing this at this moment. Well, a lot of people do on Facebook, but, um, <laughs> I don't need to like share every single little moment with everybody. And then when they find something else, like, Oh really you do that? That's interesting. Or maybe I'm scared of you, but, um, <laughs> there was something, oh, I forget how it came up. Oh yeah. So I think, I think it was Greg asked Allison and Daniel, like if they have any pictures of their ex girlfriends or boyfriends in the house. Oh yes. <laughs> and, uh, Daniel said no. And Allison said yes at the same time. <laughs> That's a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love to have seen a, the picture of, of both of their faces at that moment. Um, Travis's other, let's see, Interbang? I think it was called Interab- Interabang. Yes, Interabang. Where they talk about controversial topics, uh, which is really kind of cool, and it's really putting a big matzo ball out there <laughs> when yeah. you start talking about those things, because once you say it, and I've been known to say things on this podcast where first of all it might even be controversial but let's say I say something and later I'm like what was I even saying like I didn't even it came out wrong or 
sometimes you're filling space with spilling air with words and you're like wait a second what did i say oh my gosh something but, about enemas probably <laughs> that might have been it might want to take that one out <laughs> literally um poop, eh, poop. <laughs> but uh so saying things on some that's recorded that's put out there it's lock in stone even though you might ne- necessarily i don't know it's a it's a lot of um what's the word it's responsibility when you are doing a podcast, especially about things like that, where, I mean, it could come back negatively on yourself and you'll be really mad because then the whole world, you know, how people turn on you so quickly (laughs) if you say something a little bit wrong. Yeah. I, so I've, of all the shows that he talked about, I think Intero Bang was the one that interested me the most, and that's the one I'm probably going to check out first. Uh, I just think because, I will too, yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of them discussing stuff like that. But I, you know, I'm not like a crazy, like, oh, I don't want to, I was going to say a crazy Rush Limbaugh type person, but I was like, oh, I don't want to get political. And then the <laughs> next person that came to mind was Donald Trump, and I was like, oh, that's not better. I'm not, I don't say, you know, uh, like crazy controversial things all the time, but I have, like, a couple months ago, I found some old video of me like making like a tranny joke and I was like, Oh, that that sounds gross right now. Like just hearing it and hearing my own voice say something that sounded kind of like not cool. Right. Is, is sort of uh uh disturbing a little bit. So I can understand like if you had a podcast where you were talking sort of specifically, you know, yes. in a given episode talking about controversial things that listening back might be a little bit weird. Definitely. I, and I, I think you're right. That's the one that interests me the most. I definitely want to check out all of them, at least an episode, just to kind of, obviously, Dungeons and Dragons isn't going to interest me, but I would like to at least hear it, give it a give it a shot. You say that, but <laughs> so whenever whenever Jason Dix comes back and you guys do like your JMO Patrol reunion tour, you guys. Yeah, play, I'm hoping that's soon. Jason, I, I, hope was, yeah, Jason I, was, I hope you're listening. Come back, Ashley. Come back, yeah. everybody. Come back, oh, Megan. Brianne, please. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a really fun, and I, I can tell you guys were having fun too, which I know you guys were like, "What Dungeons and Dragons? That's, that's <laughs> yes. the name. That's for boys or whatever." But it was, <laughs> I as someone who haven't played since I was like literally like eleven, and who I'm not into Dungeons and Dragons, it can be actually pretty entertaining to hear people play, and I think you guys' episode was a good example of that. Yeah, it was fun putting it into Allison terms. <laughs> I think we did the 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 yogurt popsicle whatever creamsicle oh, yeah. thing yeah i remember you guys being in a, like a supermarket <laughs> yeah. aisle like a freezer aisle and something happened yeah like, jason's mind is amazing killed somebody or something yes i think you're right i know that when i wanted to take this over i thought well i gotta like pare it down because there's no way that i could handle manning games and all the rest of the stuff that brand did tirelessly it was like crazy so i thought well i'm gonna keep it simple because that's pretty much how much I can handle so far it's been more but whatever um <laughs> it's been super fun and I do hope they're back and we should do a round of D&D for for old time's sake yeah and uh, by the way I, I feel I feel like I have to defend myself now I am not like a crazy transphobic person either I just was making <laughs> too late like, like a joke that came out like super in bad taste it was it was like 10 years ago so that's my excuse oh good, good idea so last year's Halloween costume as Hitler, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it, because I'm black, it was black Hitler, so it was ironic. So it wasn't <laughs> as bad. The image of that is pretty amazing. Please. Michael Jordan 
was wearing a Hitler mustache for like years. By the way, I don't know really? if you've seen Michael Jordan since the nineties. Yeah, no. and he was like he was like in Hanes commercials with the Hitler mustache. Oh no. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things. Like someone, oh, it was uh, the former employer many years ago on Loveline was talking about women with mullets and yeah. was like oh my god that is so funny you just said that keep going like where did you see what other woman it's not like jennifer aniston walks around with a mullet right. like it's why why would you make that choice and also so <laughs> the hitler mustache like who decides like yeah this is a good look for me right like let's not go for the whole thing let's just in both in both respects like i love two hairstyles and i just can't choose so Yes, that girl who looks in the mirror and decides to do that, she did not see that anywhere except for in the mirror, and she thought that was a great idea. Her insane mind was like, this is brilliant. I literally have on my notes written, femolet. Wow, nice. And it has nothing to do, I wasn't even going to bring it up. It was <laughs> it was a note to send in a JMO, so that's just really funny <laughs> that I happened to see a girl with one today. I have not seen one in however many years. Oh, you saw one? You saw one in the wild? While I was taking notes today, I was at the car wash today, and I was writing, oh, I need to write, send in this JMO. And I look up, and I see this girl with a mullet. I'm like, oh, yes, which car is she getting into? <laughs> sort of um, trans amp. Oh, my God, stop. You're killing me. That's exactly what <laughs> Even though it wasn't, I was like, please be a trans amp. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, well, I, obviously we could talk about that forever. Uh, right, well, let's keep going. Yeah, this why not? <laughs> Time schmime. It has to be like a mullet podcast. Oh yes, there should be. I know. Since isn't Joe Dirt coming back out again? Joe Dirt too. Or well, there, I heard something about that, but years ago, I don't know. I just saw uh, David Spade at the Improv a couple weeks back. Oh nice! And it's funny because in my mind, it's Black Sheep and Tommy Boy and. Saturday Night Live, like, I don't even think about Joe Dirt, and he was talking about people, you know, ever since then, you just come up to him and yell, Joe Dirt, I'm like, ugh, that must really suck, but, hey, let's do a second movie, why not? So, in, let's get back to, let's get back to what we're talking about here, the topic, Travis was talking about, first of all, putting out all these podcasts, and then putting the controversial one um, in Terrabang, you know, talking about not wanting to hurt people's feelings. So he's kind of has that conflict inside of himself. Um, but he's also, he's a real positive person. I couldn't relate more to him with his positivity of like always putting positivity out there, which is good and bad because you, for some reason, me, especially I attract negative people and I internalize all that negativity and it just kills me. But I feel like I'm just trying to put positivity out there and you're just bound to like get negativity. But being positive, you have to be open. So, I mean, I, you seem like a positive person, but that I don't. That is incorrect. No. <laughs> Attracted one more negative person. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what it is, but all these negative people around me, it's just like, God, just go away. Like so, I. Uh, so when you say negative people, what do you mean? Uh, people who, let's say... Well, I guess you can go to the extreme of like people that are abusive or, okay. um, but also just people that are, are jealous or people that they look at your intentions and see negative instead of positive when in your mind, everything you're doing is always, my intention is always positive. It's always to try and include everybody or to be nice to everybody or, um, 
my first instinct is, is to be nice. And a lot of times those people, their first instinct is to be bad or mad or negative or hold a grudge without knowing all the facts or you, you think that kind of person. I seem to attract that kind of a person. And they always seem to think, oh, I can be myself around you and you're so great and blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around and they're like, uh, what are they called? Scorpions and they attack. Yeah, yeah I, so I was just, yeah, I was just thinking about how in general people who are like I was thinking of like crazy hateful internet uh, social media mm, people yes people in general who are like not just negative but actually like sort of um uh mean mean spirited they usually view themselves as victims in general I think mm, like yes they, probably like if you went on to like some like crazy like white supremacist like forum or subreddit or something it would all be people complaining about how they're getting screwed over by you know <laughs> yes. obama or you know the jewish conspiracy or whatever and in their minds that sort of it validates whatever negative feelings they have so even in like a less extreme case if someone's like always sort of a po'd about something or they feel or they're always screwing people over it's because they think other people are trying to screw them over and they feel justified by having whatever crazy stance they have that's very true. And he talked about being a narcissist, which is so funny that, that that would be the furthest thing from my mind. But I know that that there are different versions of it. And the person you're describing is more of the narcissist to me, the person that is always attack, on the attack and always um, thinks that they're the victim, but in, in turn, they're actually being the victimizer. <laughs> yeah. And so... I, in the way that he described being a narcissist, maybe I am the same way. I, I don't really want all the attention. I kind of hate it. And I think that's the reason why podcasting is, but see then, you know, I'm podcasting and I want to like talk and like tell my opinion, which maybe it's because I've felt like I haven't been able to say my opinion for my forever, for my whole life. So I just have this need. So maybe it is that part of a little narcissist in there, but I, I don't know. I, I want everyone else to be heard too. I have that even like everybody needs to talk. I want to hear everybody. Yeah. And also the word in the last, I don't know, five years or so, like the word narcissist and narcissism has become perhaps a little overused and mm -hmm. abused. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, people are actually, I think, talking about narcissistic traits like being self-centered or whatever not like a full-blown like crazy egomaniac i'm the center of the universe type narcissist which is more like the True. clinical definition yes which i think that's i'm i'm related to one she's my narcissist ah uh, nice <laughs> oh, i think you just found the name for your new podcast okay i'm putting a star by that <laughs> well first i have to write it down and then i'm going to put a star by it famolet and narcissist okay um, he talked about, okay, so trends like these, that's another podcast he does, right? Trends like these. Yep. Yeah. Which sounds pretty, I, that sounds not like something I would listen to all the time, but it sounds like something that would be popular that people would be interested in. Um, I don't know if you've heard that one. Uh, no, there's a couple shows in that vein. I know. Uh, so Jens DeCarp, who was just on, he has a show called get up on this, which is about sort of, uh, sort of finding new music or new whatever and, and talking about them. We're also um, Kulap Velisak, who was a guest on the show, and I forget the name of her. Oh, uh, Who Charted is the name of her show. Mm -hmm. And it's a similar thing, except it's like uh, looking at, you know, the top movies and the top music or whatever sort of of the day and discussing them and what's coming out next and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there's uh, trends like these is, I think, sort of a, a different version of that along the same line. Yeah. 
I know him and Jensen Carp. I think they have that thing, you know, where they just know this is going to be something good and I'm going to like write it. <laughs> um, the worst idea of all time podcast. I know he's, that's not his, but I know he does an episode of it and he says he does it every year, but they've only done it once. The till death do us blart. <laughs> yeah. That is so that, okay. First of all, I finally saw that movie because we run out of movies to see on Netflix with the kids and we're like, well, let's watch this. I could see watching that or listening to that and watching that movie on Thanksgiving as sort of, or just any kind of like horrible movie like that and having a show about it. I think that's just, I don't know. That sounds really funny. Yeah, That's actually a very funny idea. Just watching like, because it's not a great movie, but it's also just, just like when you hear that, you'd be like, why would you choose that movie? <laughs> yes. And that makes it the best movie for that kind of podcast. Yes. And till death do us blart. I mean, the whole thing is just, it. you're right. It just makes it the best and the funniest just hearing it made me laugh, and I thought, okay, I, I need to pursue finding that around Thanksgiving and see if he's actually going to do it again. I'm gonna, I'll bother him, maybe. <laughs> so then they kind of, of course, started getting into more of the deeper subjects of trying to have a baby and going through miscarriage, um, doing all that kind of stuff. That It is funny how many people have gone through it and people just don't talk about it, and I think a big part of it is because Something we've talked about on this show, when you are a, a victim or going through something, everybody goes through things differently. For me, I probably would internalize it and not really want to talk about it. And then there, after a year, I could probably joke about it and I'd probably make really off-color jokes about it that someone else might be like, hell no, <laughs> that's not funny. So, you know, people just don't talk about it, you know? Yeah, well, particularly with miscarriages and that sort of thing, like it's relative to how super super common it is no one really talks about it at all right uh like like i could probably count on one hand the number of times i've heard someone even mention it and i would have multiple fingers left over if i was counting yes um i think i guess people just don't want to be like a bummer or something but i yeah. think i'm not even sure people how much people talk about it with their families or whatever and it's it's a i don't know uh I'm going to get on my feminist soapbox a little bit. <laughs> women in general don't, don't, there's a lot of things that women go through in particular that don't really get discussed that much. I agree. And I think maybe getting, talking with a therapist or just talking with the person you're going through it with is probably better because it, it, like anything else, like, and like he said, you don't want to see the look in someone else's face when you have to, to, to tell them that you had a miscarriage or that you're going through it. You're right. It is a bummer and people don't know how to react. I wouldn't know how to react if someone told me the exact same things that I've been through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, that's true. Like, um, cool. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one of those like self-perpetuating things because nobody talks about it. Nobody knows how to take it if yes. they hear it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, he talked about being your true self. Um, I think we've even talked about that on this show and I think there's a lot. I don't know if anybody ever really is, but... Uh, he says being a nice person came, maybe came out of his mom's death, which was traumatizing to him, but it turned him into, instead of being negative, instead of being that person that thinks that everyone's out to get them, he's a nice person and trying to live his life instead of in a negative way, like I already said, the positive way, but living in the now, like death is permanent. You can't live mourning somebody else's death your whole life you have to live as if 
what they what would they do if they were alive? Would they eat that second piece of cake if they knew they were gonna die? I guess. Yeah, that was yeah. So it, and he mentioned that um, his first reaction isn't always to be nice or to do like the kind or thoughtful thing, and that he has to actually consciously make a decision to be nice, which is, um, I don't know, that's very that's very important because not. Not everybody does that, and it's nice that he had his mom, who was a good role model as far as, you know, he can always refer back to that and think, you know, what would she have done? What advice would she have given me? Yes. And he can sort of uh, move forward with that in his life as opposed to just being bummed out about it all the time. And It's so funny when he was talking about his mom and, and his uh, her influence on him, and it reminded me of the things that I try and do with my own kids not just because I could be dead tomorrow, but that's definitely a reason. I mean, think about that was one of my biggest fears. You know, I know growing up without a mom is not going to be easy for anybody. So I can't imagine that. And I try and leave them with lasting things that will hopefully they take it and turn it into something positive because I don't think that's the norm <laughs> in general. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about how people leave like weird, mean internet comments and about how people should just be like, they should not get into like you know, blame wars or arguments with them online, but be able to just, just to tell them, hey, knock it off. Nobody likes that, which was interesting because I've never heard anyone really phrase it that way before. Like th to say that, hey, we should push back. If we don't want these sorts of places to be all toxic and assholey, we should push back, but not in a way that's like, you know, argumentative in the same way as the people who are doing it. I agree. I know he talked about lowering to their level if you get into that, you know, the, the argument match, but instead he just says to shut it down and just say, nope, you're not going to do that. <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. Um, yeah, and the, the idea that people actually read the mean comments that people leave, like, which I think is legitimately like a brain issue. Like, I think people, <laughs> yes. like, if you were standing in front of someone, you wouldn't say the mean Right. Crazy YouTube comments that people leave. Seriously. It's, it's not just because, like, oh, those people are cowards, they want to be anonymous. I think literally part of their brain that recognizes they're talking to a human being doesn't fire off because they're sitting in front of a computer. It's so, so just, true, yeah. Just like you would, like, you know, hit your TV if it's working right or, you know, yell at some, <laughs> some football player if he drops a pass or whatever. You, you just say terrible things on the Internet just because... You intellectually, part of you knows you're talking to a person, but you don't really, it doesn't really click the same way. That's very true. It would be very, that was one of the, the Mark Maron episodes where he went to go find that troll. And it was very, um, it wasn't very satisfying <laughs> watching yeah, that episode because yeah. I thought, no, I wanted it to be, you know, more rewarding for Mark. And instead it was kind of like, oh, you're just a schlub that just came all the way out here and cares what I think kind of a thing. But yeah. Yeah, I I would find it very hard to not say anything back. I know when Allison was fired, I definitely got into some arguments with people that people are just so just dumb that they just have their blinders on and they just weren't thinking. And, you know, when you attack someone as positive as her, it's like, I just wanted to rip their heads off and just, but more, more than that, they were so dumb that I thought, I know I'm smarter than you. So I can out, <laughs> I can out fight you with my brain <laughs> if you want to go for it. But they usually, you know, kind of just shut up after a while. Luckily for everyone, maybe. 
Uh, yeah. And, and, and honestly, I'm glad it died down because it was just like, okay, this is exhausting and stressing me out. And talking to dumb people is just, you, you do go down to their level and that's not very smart. <laughs> I, I lost brain cells. Yeah. If you're gonna, so I am argues a lot on the internet guy. Uh, not so much as when <laughs> I was y younger, but I will still go on to, you know, like Reddit and, you know, argue about something or other. And I will try and correct people if I think someone says something wrong. Like if someone says, you know, Allison got fired because she didn't support the show or whatever. I'd be like, actually, blah, blah, blah. Right. Adam said this, but blah, blah, blah. But I'm, I'm not going to be like, hey, fuck you, dickweed. Because that's not, they're just going to be like, hey, fuck you, dickweed. It's like barking at a dog. It's yes. not really going to help anything. And if they're, if they're still not reasonable, because, so when I was younger, I used to argue with, like, conspiracy theorists all the time. And none of those people would ever concede a point or change their minds. They would just be like, what about JFK? Like, they would just change the subject to something else. Right. And you have to realize that, you're not always going to be dealing with reasonable people. And if, if that's not the case, nothing you say really is going to matter because they're kind of, people get kind of wedded to a point. I agree. Yeah, their brains are just, I mean, they, they're just going to be walking into that wall over and over again. There's going to be like, duh, duh. <laughs> well, so much, I'm going to start sounding like Daniel here. So much of what people argue about is really based on what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and trying to argue facts about, you know, whether the moon landing was fake or not doesn't really change anyone's mind because <laughs> what they're feeling is like paranoia or, or fear or you're threatening their sense of security by questioning their version of reality. So the actual facts of some argument don't really come into play. They're just sort of trivia. Yeah, I, I just wish that those, uh, those brain-dead people would just stay in the basements where they used to be without any kind of connection to the world. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, you're right. The basing it on feeling it, that's exactly it because you can't fight that. You can't fight someone else's feeling can't or fight that feeling anymore. <laughs> I just, okay. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, anything else from this episode? Um, so pooping with the door open, they mentioned the bathroom door. Uh, do you have a policy on this? Well, since I rarely do it, um, I definitely lock all doors. I have the bathroom I use is now the guest bathroom for whatever dumb reasons, no reason. Um, and it has two entries, one to the laundry room and one to the hallway. And I just lock them both because I don't want to be, I have enough trouble. I don't want anything to be frightened back in. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand why people, I guess I understand why people would like, you know, especially if they're married and the only person home is their spouse or whatever, they would put the door open. I don't know that I would ever really do that, though. That's just, it seems weird. That is the JMO that I picked. So, um. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Because it did spark that conversation. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it now. Why not? Hey, this is whatever. It's willy nilly now. Uh, Bruce by Don, he says, I no longer lock the bathroom door on the off chance of delaying aid in a medical emergency. And, you know, that goes back to what you were saying. You don't lock the door, right? Uh, well, I close it. If I'm, I'm So I live alone, so right. I don't okay. need to lock it. But I, I will, I don't know, I will close or semi-close it even if I'm at home alone. If someone else was around, I would definitely 100% close and lock the door. <laughs> yes. I think that uh, having young kids at our old house, we used to live in a really small house with one bathroom. And, well, there were two things. I 
they didn't understand that you're just going to come in. So you could be doing whatever you're doing. And it's like, okay, I need some privacy for two seconds. Well, a lot of times they just needed to go and you just have to <laughs> deal with it. Yeah. But um, I think it part a major part of it was that is just locking the door because I was always getting run in on always. And it's not like I was doing anything that insane or anything. Well, I mean, I, you know, I assume <laughs> the regular, about yes. that. no pun intended. <laughs> um, but then now when I go to take a shower at night, usually everybody's asleep and I have this fear and see, I still lock the doors though. And I don't know why that is because if someone comes in, it's whatever, it's not going to interrupt anything crazy, but I have this fear ever since I shattered my wrist, I have this fear of slipping and falling and people not being able to get in. But then I have that fear of someone coming in. Like what if someone breaks in the house or something and comes in? I don't know. It's like I'm torn between both of them. (laughs) So did you did you break your wrist in the shower? No. But the reason why I use that restroom now is because of that, of needing to take a shower in there because of the shower head and blah, blah, blah. So I'm used to being in there. But every time I'm in there, I think about that. I fell roller skating, but oh. that's <laughs> but just that the pain from it and how crazy it is to break something was way more than I expected. And yeah. it was more traumatizing than I ever thought. And... So now I have this like I, every and it's slippery in that bathroom, whatever it, most bathrooms are slippery. Um, it gets, you know, wet and you can easily slip pretty quick. And I think that's where most accidents in the house happen. Number one or number two. That's what, that's what they say, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, do you being that you're home alone? Do you worry about that? Because <laughs> the door being locked doesn't help. <laughs> you wouldn't think so. But even though I live alone, even if no one else is around and my front door to my apartment is locked i will like lock the shower the bathroom door when i'm in the shower just because Interesting. i i don't know i i've heard other people talk about it I, you just feel more vulnerable like if you have like soap in your eyes or whatever like yeah you do have like the irrational fear that someone's gonna like stab you or something or you're gonna open like the shower curtain and some guy's just gonna be standing there or something yeah the bates motel doesn't give away that you might be <laughs> hacked in the shower yeah, I, I it is it is a weird thing that we get up in our heads, and I definitely lock it no matter what, and I'm gonna be screwed if I have an accident. But our do- our doors are hollow core doors. I'm pretty sure my six foot three husband can pretty much kick through it, but he'll probably snore right through my scream. So I'm really <laughs> I'm pretty lost either way. <laughs> well, that's gonna be the problem one way or the other. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's a pretty common thing that I, you know, I'm guessing EMTs and firefighters or whatever have to deal with. Oh, so yeah. it's probably, you know, ultimately not that big of a deal. Although I do like Allison's dad's policy of like unlocking the car door in case of an accident. That yeah. actually okay. kind of makes sense. See, that's the other thing because I am a freak about locking the car doors, and and I know that I'm just like her parents. I did that to my kids. They're like freaks about certain things because. Uh, a lot of things that we went through at our old house, which I won't go into, but, you know, with creditors and et cetera, and where I was always like, okay, we got to run in the house really quick because, okay. you know, uh, stuff like that, where it was uh, not a great situation, but I was always, and plus also we lived across the street from some people that, I don't know, there was just always people in the neighborhood that I just worried about, and I didn't want to be in the front yard for lots of reasons. So I was always like, okay, one, two, three, let's go in the house and lock the door. And it was like, you know, I was a freak about it. And now I'm going to be making them a freak about it. And I think this also went into the 
well, we'll talk about that in the next episode because I don't remember how this conversation started. But um, yeah, so doing the car thing, I never thought about the someone getting in to help us because I always, always lock the car doors because of, you know, carjackings and stuff like that. Not that it's ever come close to that happening, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So I, I would, if I had kids, I would definitely lock the car doors just because I know when I was a kid, I would be, I would be tempted to try and open the door. Mm-hmm, I would never actually mm-hmm. do it, but just, just knowing that the door was supposed to be locked, I would actually do the reverse and make sure all the doors were locked when I was a kid. But if it was, you know, if it didn't get mentioned, if the doors were just always unlocked, there is the potential for an accident there, especially if the kid doesn't, you know, wear their seatbelt or whatever. So it makes sense. But for if the kids aren't in the car, I do like the policy of, you know, unlocking the car doors. It, it, well, I don't know if I'm going to start doing it, but it does make sense at least. <laughs> and I know that with, well, and this is not just the reason, but like you said, having kids, you want to protect them and you want to do everything. But then you think if someone's trying to get in to save them, I actually have one of those things that you, one of those little window hammer things, like if you need oh, yeah. to like break out, cause you know, in case I drive up a pier or something, and I need to cut my seatbelt off, which you know it's going to be flying around in the car. It's not going to be where I put it. <laughs> yeah, you're also you're going to be upside down. Yes, you know, <laughs> and trying to find like, and trying to think of the people in the back. But um, one thing happened to a friend of mine a long time ago. Her son was in the car seat, and they were going through a drive-through, and the doors were unlocked, and some guy just got into the back seat with them, and she was so freaked out. Obviously, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know what the hell I would do, but she just yelled at him, and he got out. But that was. That could have been so many horrible things that could happen. So now in my mind, that's what's always in my mind when I'm driving with the kids is that instance of someone just getting in the car because who knows what they were doing. They could have just been messing with her. But that's probably yeah. drunk. Probably. Like, it, was drunk. it was Del Taco. It was Del definitely. <laughs> probably like three in the morning, a 24-hour drive. Through. Yeah, which makes me think her mom abilities maybe are lacking. But um... sometimes, sometimes the kid wants, wants a big fat chicken taco or something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but no, I remember when I was like, I don't know, fifth grade, and I was waiting for a ride home from school from my older brother, and he had just gotten like a new, not a new car, but, you know, new for him at least. And so I see the car pull up, and I open the, the car door to get in, and then I look, and, and I realize the guy driving the car isn't my brother. <laughs> it was just some, some guy with like the same kind of car. And I think I, sometimes I, I remember it because I'm like, what? That must A, that must have been weird for that dude like some kid getting in a car and be like, what if that guy was like a murderer? Yes. What if I just just got in the car with that guy? That would be, that would. He's like, well, that was easy. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't have to talk about like candy or anything. Yeah. He's like, well, cool. I can eat this candy. Come on, kid. Come with me. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, getting back to the Travis episode, the the only other thing I wanted to say was congratulations on being verified on Twitter because I know people that have, so many followers and are not verified. So I don't know how they pick and choose, but yeah, I've heard many people complain about how they can't get verified just, and they're like not clear on how you have to do it. And you have to know somebody who knows somebody or whatever. I know. And I think now I think maybe it's even cooler to have lots and lots of followers and not be verified. That's like, even like you're under the radar. Like everybody likes you, but Twitter doesn't even know. <laughs> you're the indie band. You're like yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've 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 known about you for way before you were popular. <laughs> so slightly unrelated. This is from oh, the last Thursday show or 
maybe the one before. So Alice mentioned to you, and oh no, that's it's a question Rafi asked on his on the last Thursday show. So she, Alice mentioned she and the Angoras were on the Extreme Gong Show. Uh, has anyone made an effort to track that video down? I did a quick search at work, but I couldn't find anything. That is a very good question, and I completely forgot about that. And I'm writing it down right now because I'll put that next to Femolet <clears throat> Extreme. <laughs> Gong show. It's gonna be a weird list if someone finds you. Like, what is going? <laughs> what is happening on her, in her mind? <laughs> no, I did not. So that's uh, a must do. I'm surprised someone hasn't yet. Yeah, and if it were now, I'm sure there'd be video of it, just because it's easier to find stuff. But like that was like like a a lowly rated like cable game show, which I'm not sure there's even like footage of that in a vault anywhere. It probably it might just be gone. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. I'm I'm gonna scour though. I'm doing that after this. Like you you hear you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Actually, you heard it last week first. Now yeah. you're hearing it here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. All right. So Thursday show. Let's talk about this week's Thursday show, May 26th. Really rosy. Daniel Pump rules and Greg's Yelp saga. This episode, I could have. It's so hard to talk about such a great episode because I could just repeat every single thing. Like, let's just play the episode because it was so good and so funny. And a lot of things they say, I'm like, yes, me too. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, first of all, we were her little Brazil nuts, which Greg said he would be suspect of anybody who likes them. They are my favorite. Whoa. And they are my oh favorite. controversy. Yes, and then they said, you know, are you a racist if you like those? Okay. <laughs> um, no, I am not. All right. But... Thank you for answering. I was waiting for the answer. <laughs> Bated breath. Um, yeah, they're my favorite. I love them. I love the texture. I love the oiliness of them. Like I am. I love that nobody likes them because they're always left. <laughs> I don't think. I'm sure I've had one before, but I don't. They're just, they're pretty much like any other nut. They're salty and and oily. They're actually the ones that my husband's very excited about. Every time we anyone has mixed nuts anywhere, he's like, ooh, you know, you can use those as a candle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have heard that. They're so oily. Yeah. And that's probably why I like them so much. They're, they're really, and because they're big, so you get more. <laughs> but they do have a different texture. They are, I don't even know how to describe it, like not powdery, but a little bit like a powdery-ish. I don't know, but her disgusting recipe that she made up, it sounds like three things. First of all, I don't like, uh, was it figs that she put? No, prunes. I don't like prunes, but I love cauliflower and I love Brazil nuts, but putting those together, I never would have thought of it. It sounds horrendous. It sounds like something you get from like a Mediterranean restaurant or something and be disappointed by. Yes. <laughs> And, and like Greg said, it sounds like a really good chopped basket. I think they could make it into something very good. The way she did it, she just was like, well, I'm going to put these three ingredients in a bowl, and that's it. She probably put Truvia on it, and I can't believe it's not butter spray. Oh, my gosh. Her um, eating, like, I just, like, she was saying, like, oh, you know, I should have that piece of cake. You should. Please just enjoy some food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, thank you for clarifying what a, a chopped basket was, because I've never seen chopped, and I was like, I'm, not, I'm still not sure what Craig is talking about, even though he tried to clarify. I love that show so much. And yeah, it, it would be, it would probably, it would probably throw them, but I, I'm curious what they would make it. I bet you anything they would make it into some sort of a ball, like a weird nut prune cauliflower ball, meatball, 
something. I don't know. That sounds even grosser. I don't know if you're watching. <laughs> this is a total side note. I don't know if you're watching The Last Man on Earth, but. Oh, dude. Hold <laughs> on. Are we talking about raising balls right now? Yes. <laughs> I was literally about to interrupt you to say that. That's so funny. Because <laughs> I just, that's what went in my head. I'm like, that's what it would be like. And I, sometimes when I'm eating lunch, I'll be watching that show. I'm like, I can't. What? <laughs> the raisin balls. Oh, that's so funny. Like, I don't hate raisins either, but the idea, so so for people listening, if you haven't watched the show, uh, so one of the characters, because there's no meat left and they can't find any animals, they decide to make meatballs, I think, but with raisins instead yeah. of meatballs, so they just, like, roll a bunch of raisins together into a ball and take a bite out of it. And she makes them just, like, the biggest meatballs possible. Yeah. Ugh, my gosh. And, he, and she's like, oh, I think these have, you know, they've gone bad. <laughs> a yeah. bad, bad raisin ball. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um. So you've never had a Brazil nut? Got it. Um. Probably. Or you don't remember? Maybe. Um. I would bet that I have had it, but I do not remember it at all. Well, they're definitely, um, underrated. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. Colonel Jeff's cookbook, the lack of joy of cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know. I, I. I don't know why she had Brazil nuts in the house to begin with, but um, I'd like to know why and why they made it into with some prunes. Why? <laughs> I did like a uh, hashtag Al talking about how they would do mixed nuts for Christmas or whatever and the Brazil nuts would be left over. And like, <laughs> are these decorative nuts? <laughs> like the soaps you don't use? Yeah, that's exactly true. I just need to be invited to more of their parties because those puppies would be gone. Um, they talked about the pipe cleaner noise, which is funny that it's coming up again, that of course... Greg's going to find a way to make pipe cleaners noisy by wrapping them around the mic like the scarves on Steve, Steven Tyler's mic. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 That's what? Uh, all right. Yeah. I never hear any of his noises. Yeah. You know, but... that's the thing. I never really hear him either. But like the fact that he's he's talking about like actually wrapping stuff around the mic. <laughs> like, no, Greg, don't don't do that. It's like he just is like fucking with them on purpose. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Uh, so, okay, I don't know if you remember this. Okay, so they started talking about the, you know, they talked about the 50 Nifty song, which I love them singing that song. Um, I did not have that song when I was a kid, but I love hearing them sing it. The Really Rosie, she, they talked about mentioning it on another episode. I don't remember this. I don't know how I didn't remember this. Do you remember them talking about it before? Uh, no, but Really Rosie is where the, um, they, they didn't get into it, but that's where the, chicken soup with rice song comes yes from. and so i looked it up oh okay got it okay so they didn't really sing it or they did i don't uh, know allison sung like one bar oh okay because i know people on twitter were like oh i can't believe you remember that song or whatever and i'm like what How, where was i i feel like i take notes on every single second um so i watched it and oh my god did it bring me back to so many so many memories and it, it brought her back to her own memories of her grandmother passing away and that feeling, that moment. And when I started watching it, I went back to just my childhood and that feeling of listening. First of all, Carol King, like her voice and those songs that I think formed my, what I love in music now. I'm not a huge Carol King fan. Like I don't listen to her music, but those, her voice and those songs that just brought me to, I mean, that's total my, totally my influence. That is definitely someone my mom probably listened to. Um, Maurice Sendak, of course, he did a lot of famous books that we all know, sure. uh, where but, the wild things yeah. are, right? And yeah. um, some other things. I know he did Little Bear, which was more modern. Um, I tweeted something today, be, tonight, after talking about that, because 
I thought Maurice Sendak was totally harmless and fine until my kids brought back uh, or checked out from the library in the night kitchen. I am not that, first of all, suspicious title. But no, I'm not familiar with that one. It's scary. And so apparently all of his stories are scary because the way she said this, it's really rosy featuring the nutshell kids where like the kid dies and it's so 70s <laughs> or maybe yeah, it's early so, 80s, but the, yeah. the, the animation is that just took me back to my childhood. Everything about it was just like it, I was in that moment. But look up in the night kitchen because I'm pretty sure the, these bakers bake this boy into a cake or a pie and he's naked in a lot of it. Well, it's really weird. And there's some sort of milk substance. I don't know. Um, uh, look into it. It's weird. My kids brought it home. I'm like, oh. Sendak, this is cool. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> What's happening to the library? <laughs> Do people not read these books? Um, but they talked, this really hit home for me because I couldn't agree more with uh, listening to music where it brings you back somewhere. And Jenna was talking about her dad listening, uh, loving Cat Stevens when she was little. So when she hears that, she's brought back to that. And I have that with these kinds of, like all the folk music that I like and um, and that because that takes me back to probably when my parents were together. I'm really realizing all this today. Like that's why I, it was probably like the last time I was really happy that I relate that to that. And, and I was way too young to figure that out. But it was probably that's why I like listening to that kind of music from the time before I was born. But it was the time that they the music they listened to when I was young. And then Daniel talking about, you know, when you listen to a lot of music, when you first start listening to your own music and that's, you know, in the beginning of high school, that that kind of age, maybe 15-ish. And I still have those bands that I will listen to to go back to those times to try and maybe heal some of the stuff that I was going through or you want to tap into living that moment again or whatever it is, but you can't do it without those those sounds or those smells. Um, how are you with that? Or how did that touch you at all? Yeah, it does, it does take you back. Um, I'm so... A lot of it would be the music I listened to when I was like, like you said, sort of teenage years, uh, sort of discovering stuff on my own. And I'm not, this doesn't really apply in, in my current life, but it's a lot of like, like ska type stuff. And mm -hmm. like, uh, just, there's a lot of stuff that I, not even albums, but just, I heard some song in some place and I was like, oh my God, that's the greatest song ever. So I, you know, I, I, 20 years later, look it up on Spotify or whatever. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And also, so they were talking about, um, Jeff was talking about how he remembered all the lyrics, you know, having not heard the song in like 30 years or whatever. And I, it's not quite that long with me, but I, I definitely have like, when we first got a, v a VCR back in the day, like the only movies we had were like the 1989 Batman movie and the that first like Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. And I, I hadn't seen the Batman movie in, in years, but it was on TV one day, like a couple years ago. And I, not only did I remember like every line that they were saying and every scene, but like I remembered like like when the background music changed and and not wow. it was sort of coming back to me in the moment and I could like predict the next line and it was it was really it's weird when you find yourself remembering things that you didn't remember you remembered. Right. It, it's, it's just kind of sitting on some shelf somewhere in the back of your brain. Yep, and I have those. Usually it's music, and they talked about sometimes smells do that, and I and I know every once in a while. It's usually probably in the beginning of spring or something. There's something, some smell in the air that takes me back to being a kid. And it'll be fleeting. It'll be like a moment where you want to just hold on to it for a second where you have that feeling of being a kid again and no cares and that whatever. 
sometimes in the beginning of summer, you know, it's probably that because, you know, it's always exciting when you're a kid. There's certain things that you do. But, um, yeah, certain smells. I don't know. I'm that way with, like, soaps or whatever. If I walk, if I smell some sort of soap or shampoo or something, sort of just when I'm out walking about, and it's the same type that, you know, maybe my brother used to use or yes. mom used to use or whatever. It, like, it takes me back. Like, like I literally, like, picture the bathroom in our old house or whatever. Whoa. It's... It's, you know what? That's yeah. funny. I have the same thing with like lavender. If I smell that, I'm, ta I'm taken back to my grandma's house, to their pink bathroom that they had. And that's funny that you just said that because it just totally reminded me. But also when I was like maybe when I was first starting to date, like when I was like 15, my first or second, second boyfriend, I remember he, <laughs> he had long hair. And so he, you know, he was really like vain. He really loved his hair a lot. And he used some sort of shampoo. I don't know even know what it is now. It was like Prell or something. But I remember after we broke up, um, just being obsessed with trying to find that shampoo to like have that smell, <laughs> which is like oh. kind of creepy. But yeah, understandably though, it's like sweet teenage creepy. Yes, exactly. Sweet teenage creepy. That's the name of the episode. Thank you. Um, yeah, it album is that. Album. Yes, <laughs> my my album of the me and the Femolets. Um you talked sister <laughs> narcissister that's the, the best band narcissister <laughs> they're grindcore it's cool um going back to smells like when i first same thing that you said like when i first moved out you know you buy your own whatever so i remember body wash was you know became popular about that time because before it was bar soap you know there was no whatever anyway so I remember using caress. I was, I always bought that. And so now if I ever smell that smell, I take him back to that, like, um, that freedom smell <laughs> 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 of having my own apartment and just having my own, being my own person. Um, and then later I remember the, the, oh, the herbal essences when that was popular, I remember getting that and my daughter recently got that and I smell it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it took me back to, my early twenties or whatever, you know, it's just, it is funny how that can happen, but seventies music for me and nineties music for me, you know, that a lot of bands where I'm just like, ugh, if I heard them now for the first time, I'd be like, eh, but you know, I, I find myself putting those on my, my, um, my playlist more often to try and like, I don't know. I, it's not reliving anything, but it's just kind of like that feeling again, even though the nineties really sucked for me, but there were some good times, I think maybe. Yeah. I will associate like certain songs with like, you know, being mad about some girl or something. And I'll, mm -hmm. I will sort of like get all like self-righteous and teenage if I listen to like Fall Out Boy or something. <laughs> uh, which, uh, by the way, I will I will defend them until the end of time. I still like that band. But yeah, I will definitely like take a little like my mood will change a little bit. And also like, so I was listening to like Tupac because my brother had a, a ton of like tapes and before CDs even he had just he just had like a million tapes like when he was he was a teenager he'd spend like his entire paycheck on music or whatever so I, I just a couple of weeks ago I went down like a, a Tupac hole on Spotify and listened to the stuff I was listening to when I was 14 and I, it, it did sort of bring up a lot of those just feelings literally again like I picture in my mind me like sort of listening on my bedroom floor like with my yellow Sony Walkman listening to the songs that I was listening to and I, it, like, it, it didn't just take me back, like, emotionally. Like, I, actual images would start to wow. flood back into my head. Yeah. That's 
That's crazy. Yeah, it's it is. I loved them talking about. It and I love that they didn't just skim over it because each person kind of like said their you know piece and especially Daniel. I think like saying just trying to just to like you're trying to bring that the whole memory back and trying to live in it. Like you're trying to live it for just a, a minute. You know. I definitely I definitely do that. Even though <laughs> even though it usually brings up back a lot of bad memories, but. I guess to get over things, I just want to like, you have to remember it to heal it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, what's it called? A masochist? What is it? (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. So I think the theory of of therapy wise would be if you were trying to heal something, you would have to be able to sort of bring it into the present as opposed to going back there. So you would... If you were actually trying to, uh, I don't know, heal something in a therapeutic way, you would, you would talk about the experience if the experience you had that was associated with the music, even if you were listening to music at the time, and sort of try to integrate it into your your life in the present. Right. Exactly. Which is a lot of words. I. I it is, but it. <laughs> but it makes sense. <laughs> you do. You can't suppress it. Basically, you want, you need to bring yeah, it out. It'll, it well, just you can tell by, you can tell it's still there because things will trigger it, whether it's you know a smell or an old song or an old TV show or whatever. So there are things. I this is this is going to be a weird, terrible analogy. So I've always thought of not always, but for a long time I I thought of like traumatic experiences as like if you were baking a cake, like you have to if you have all the salt or all the sugar and you don't actually mix it together. You just have it in one spot. Your cake is going to taste terrible. And then all of a sudden you take one bite that's super salty or super sweet. And it's all just fucked up. So even if you have a terrible traumatic experience, you have to sort of mix it into the rest of your life. So it's not a big deal and it doesn't stand out. It's just sort of part of who you are. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and however you were just talking to Mike, it was perfect. <laughs> oh. Um... Going really quick, going back to the to the nut thing, um, they talk about what is that nub in the peanut, <laughs> and I don't know if you know what they're talking about when they cut it in half and there's like a little nub in there, yeah, which probably is like the umbilical cord. But my son, my son always calls that the peanut the Santa in a bathtub. He's like, if you turn it over, it looks like Santa in a bathtub. <laughs> uh, so next time you're having a peanut, if you're not okay. allergic, uh, cut it open and turn it upside down, and it looks like Santa Claus taking a bath. Okay, everybody out there, I will, I do that. Will, I'll try that. You mean like a whole peanut or just like the nut part? Just the nut part. And then you cut it in half and the part with a little bump on it. If you turn it upside down, it looks like a little guy with like a beard. Oh. Yeah. I, well, I take a look. Yeah, do it. It's, it's really fun and interesting. Um, I love that every week they talk about Vanderpump Rules because yes. it's so ridiculous that they like, like that they watch it and they like it. and But I, that makes me... Uh, it's more endearing to me maybe because I've fallen for it as well. And I love, <laughs> I love their back and forth and how, um, Allison, you know, sort of jabs at, at Daniel about like, Oh, you're drinking white wine because you've been watching Vanderpump rules or whatever. And he's like, yeah, well, <laughs> we have a bunch of white wine and there's only <laughs> one way to get rid of it, which I like Greg said, it's not strictly speaking true. Right. 
and then he's like, and well, they drink a lot of white wine. And she's like, yeah, see, <laughs> it's very true. I want rosé every time I'm watching that show, which has been a so, while. <laughs> I, I personally have not had the chance to, to watch Vanderpump Rules. The chance? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the opportunity. I've not been that fortunate. Explain to the listener what that show is. So it is an offshoot of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's Lisa Vanderpump. She... Uh, runs a business called Sir. It's a restaurant and it's just... sexy, unique restaurant, as you are, oh, yeah. I believe. With like yes. dumb as shit people working there. Um, but she basically has like a bunch of dim witted, you know, model types uh, that are working for her. So they uh, decided to follow them around with video cameras and we all decided to sit and watch it because it's great. Um, they all live in their shitty apartments and they all are horrible people <laughs> and they all don't think that they're horrible. Even if they watch themselves on the show, they still think that they're justified. Like the person we talked about earlier. Um, yeah. So it just follows their lives and, you know, her saying, Oh, don't bring your drama to work, but I, they wouldn't have a show if they didn't. So yeah, that's sort of the, the premise of reality television. Yeah. And then she opened up another restaurant called, um, pump which is more, I think, of like a gay bar or a restaurant. Oh, oh, I, okay. I did not realize that. It's in West that. Hollywood. I'm not, I'm not necessarily is one, but I think that she definitely loves, she's a big supporter of um, gay rights. And, you know, so I think that, I don't know. She, you know, they always say they're gays, which I don't know if that's derogative or whatever, because it sounds like <laughs> it does, you own, you yeah, own it them. Yeah, sounds a little odd. <laughs> but, um. I think they're saying it more like like my friends, my gays, not like my ownership, but it does sound weird, so I don't really want to say it, but I just did. Um, they did a sur, a sur drive-by, which I have been so tempted to do. I've wanted to have... <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to not, like say this, but then they want to do it too. It's funny. They say these things. I'm like, I want to do that too. I want to have a birthday at Sur just to go and be there because you can see all those people that first of all, you see all the, their lives and how much they suck and you hate them, but you want to oh, okay. go see that. You want them to serve you basically like, all right, bring me. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> yeah. That sounded really bad. Um, remember before when I was saying, I just feel air with words and I don't really mean what I say. Well, that's one of them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, of course I would never drag my husband to, to do that. And I don't have any friends that, that watch that show except for, um, which is funny because I've talked about it with my neighbors and this couple of car, or these people across the street, there's a mom, a husband and their daughter who's older. She's like 28 and the mom and the daughter are obsessed with all of these shows also. So I do get to talk to with them about it, even though I don't really like to talk about it because it just makes me feel grosser about liking any of it. But they actually went to dinner there and Lisa was there and they were all excited to tell me and all this other stuff. So I think it's hilarious that they were talking about having Jenna's birthday there, which first of all, I think it's a great idea except for Jenna doesn't watch the show. So I don't know how exciting yeah. that is, but it's, yeah, some of the magic would be lost. Yeah. It's like, Oh, cool. It would be like, um, Allison going to stars hollow for her birthday. Like, Oh, yay. <laughs> That's in Gilmore girls for anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Uh, girl. <laughs> girl. Uh, no, but it is, it is kind of an interesting concept to be able to go to the place with yes. the people from the show. It's like, it would be like if you could go to, like, Central Perk or whatever, if you right. liked Friends or... Th so, yeah, that is, that's an interesting hook. 
like going right. to Monk's Cafe and like just hanging out there. Like, yeah. oh, cool. It, it is so weird that people are so. First of all, these people are are famous, which is fine with me. I really don't care who's famous. Someone's everybody's a nobody until they're somebody, I guess. Um, no matter which route they take, talent wise or not. Um, but it's so weird how much accessibility we have to people on Twitter or just literally going to the restaurants that they work at that the show was filmed in. I mean, it's it, it, like you said, it's like going to the set of your favorite show. It's so weird. And also, like, they must have stalkers or something. Right. Like, yeah, because they're all really pr- pretty people. Yeah, and people who either love them or hate them or... or yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Pull a Selena on them. Yeah. Um, Not that Selena did anything wrong, but you know what I mean. Well, she had a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I don't think anyone under 30 knows who they think you're talking about Selena Gomez. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. Oh, well. Let them think that. Did you hear what happened to Selena Gomez? Um, Newman's dead? Anyways. Um, so, Jenna's birthday's in a couple of weeks, which I think, well, maybe I need to go start stocking, sir. <laughs> but I am surprised that they haven't gone to dinner there yet, just based on the fact that they live close enough that they can go to it. Yeah, I would if I had to wager, I would guess it's overpriced and maybe not that great. True. It looks pretty cool inside. Like it looks like a restaurant I would want to go to. And from you know, the they eat a lot of the food there. Like the servers would be like, Oh, my favorite thing is this, I have to have this, blah, blah, blah. Which who knows? It's just marketing for the restaurant, but I don't know. I want to have some rose and whatever those appetizer puff things that they are always talking about. Anyways, I never watched the show. And please, Sounds like you're yeah. very tertiary knowledge of the show. <laughs> and please don't start. You're good. I mean, I probably won't. Okay. I probably won't. It's not really super on my radar right now, but it's it's nice to be aware of things, even if you don't watch them. Yeah, especially if they start talking more in depth with it. If Jenna starts watching it, they're going to start talking more. I mean, they mention it every time, but they don't really talk about, oh, this happened and that happened. They just say they watched it and that, you know, uh, Daniel thinks that, she, that Allison will look good with some some highlights, <laughs> or he wonders what she would look like. <laughs> I'm only picturing like the like the '90s, early 2000s, like highlights, like like roots coming in, sort of like weird zebra highlights that I used to see. Oh yes, like with black hair, blonde highlights. I I I don't know if that's what he was referring to. I don't think so. I I call that the skunk stripe. I remember we we live right by um, a beauty school and we'd always see all those girls and guys out there with like one stripe. Although I do have blonde underneath my brown hair, but it's not on top, so that's different. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm living wait in the 90s. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Are you I mean this is a, an impolite personal question to ask. Are you blonde naturally? No. Okay. My hair is really dark naturally, and, and a lot of people think that it's dyed black, but um, it's just dark brown, and then underneath is uh, blonde. I have, like, a blonde layer. I don't know why. I'm, apparently, I don't have any, um, what's it called? <laughs> any commitment to a full head of blonde hair. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm going to go a little bit lighter, but I'm not going to do highlights and drink white wine. Well, okay, I probably will do both of those things. Um do you use Waze? Uh, I experimented with it briefly, but it's <laughs> I didn't find it any that much more helpful than just the regular Google Maps app that I use. Yeah, the see, I don't even have to, you know, I don't use an app. I just type in whatever address, and then it says, "Do you want directions?" And I click yes. So I guess that's pretty much Google Maps. Yeah. Um, it works way better. I never get lost. Like MapQuest used to 
fucking take us. I don't even know where God knows where, but I have been steered wrong by ways. I didn't use it, but my friend did. And I was a passenger in her car. We're driving. It told, it told her to turn right. She turns right onto train tracks Ooh. and her car sunk into the gravel. And we're like, Oh, uh, we're, it just told us to turn onto the train tracks. <laughs> what the hell? Luckily we got out of there and then we went a- around and like five minutes later, a train came like we, her car would have just been toast. <laughs> That that is a good prank idea though, like evil ways. Like you yeah. drive people to like evil ways, <laughs> like whorehouses and murder scenes, and like onto train tracks and stuff. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and she had and they talked about using the different uh, voices for ways, and she had the boy band one, which was really funny. <laughs> that the boy band was telling us to turn right on some train tracks, so that was unfortunate. But it was a fun conversation in the meantime. Um, they also talked about jumpy people. Are you a jumpy person? Uh, no, I will at work, if I'm like in the zone or whatever, I will like tap my my foot a lot, but I'm not, I'm not like, like they were talking about, like getting startled by things. Cause I'm not, yeah, I'm not one of those people either. There are certain people that are very excitable. I think like your first reaction is to be so jumpy. It's crazy to me because that's just not how I'm wired. I will freak out and jump on the inside maybe, but like I'll take a beat and be like, okay, I, it's nothing to be scared of. I need to like take a, take a moment. But, um, I don't know if I've instilled this in my kids, but, and maybe it's from the old house. Our old house was really little. Like I said before, our, our new house is, is much bigger, but, um, like my son's very polite. So like if he's coming out of his room and he hears someone coming up, he's like, I'm coming out. I just don't want to scare you. Or I'm in the, I'm in the bathroom. Like if he's just, you know, standing in that room, but he's about to come out like, Oh, I'm in here just so you don't get scared. And it's, it's a common occurrence. And I feel like, I hope I'm not making him so on edge or so nervous, <laughs> like a nervous Nelly, but he doesn't get frightened, but he's just always very cautious of like, I don't want to, fr-. so I don't know if I got frightened when he was younger or if something happened. I don't know, but, or maybe he's just very polite. I don't know. Maybe I do. I hate jump scares in movies, but that's kind of just cause I think they're cheap. Uh, I, I do get startled by like horror movies and stuff like that, but I don't, I also, I don't know. I watch a lot of horror movies, but I'm not, I also hate jump scares. So maybe that's just a bad decision on my part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in life, in real life, I'm, I'm not startled very often or very easily. Yeah. I, those are the kind of movies I don't love the kind where you're just anticipating where it's not even really that scary. It's just like, okay, I'm waiting for, you know, someone to jump out. That's, well, literally it's a cheat like they do yes exactly like a super loud song on the audio like if you mute the video and you watch the same scene you would be startled Uh, interesting yeah as opposed to something like uh what was that movie with the it follows or something like that or even like the ring something that's just kind of creepy and yes and sort of frightening that way is different from like Oh my god, a cat jumped out and there was a like <laughs> on the soundtrack. You're right, that is a cheat. Ugh, people. Um, do you have you ever left a Yelp review? <laughs> uh so yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Good. I've only left one Yelp review for a mechanic, but I I I do kind of relate to like Jenna was talking about, like I should definitely leave more Yelp reviews, both positive and negative. Just yes. on not because, well, it's just, I don't know. I, it's not in my personality, I guess, but I definitely should. Like, if I come across some horrible person, I should let people know. Or if I come across something that's great, I should let people know. But I don't really contribute that way. 
I agree. I feel like we should contribute more. Like she was saying, I use like reviews so much in my life, like on Amazon, I have never left a review and I use those. And of course you have to look through and see, oh, let's see, this got five, you know, five stars on four on the same day around the same time or whatever, you know, from the same, whatever it is. Yeah. So you have to kind of look at that and look at, also, I look at the, the kind of person that leaves a review that will leave like the ones where you're like, this person is just so ridiculous. They're leaving a review about the packaging instead of the whatever, or, oh, it showed up broken. So I'm leaving a one star. It's like, that doesn't help like, me. Oh, it showed up on time. So five stars. It's like, well, that's not, yeah. that's not a review per se. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the people what about that, Amazon's customer service. Yes. The people that don't know how to leave a review that ruin it. So you have to kind of weed through, but I definitely use it to influence my purchases and, um, and I never leave a review and I use Amazon so much in any place. I don't leave reviews on anything, but I will use them a lot. And on Yelp, it's the same thing. I take a lot of them with a grain of salt because I think I'll look at somebody that leaves some review where I'm like, this asshole just felt like whatever, you know what I mean? Like this restaurant maybe is having one bad day and this person is just going to rip them a new one over like something tiny. And then you look at all their other reviews that they put down and it's like, okay, this is just what they do. They're those people. Yeah. And I am, I am pretty good about leaving reviews on Amazon, but Yelp and Yelp is specifically because it like, you can use it to support like local businesses or whatever. I really should. Yes. More on Yelp. Uh, there are certain people who, like, you can tell by the tone of their review that they're maybe kind of difficult. Like, exactly. I remember reading some review, like, some woman was talking, like, we came there for our bachelorette party, and they took forever, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you sound you Ugh. sound like a terrible group of people. Yes. That entitled, like, I'm getting married. I'm special. Yeah. <laughs> Wait on me. And we're a huge group, and we're all demanding. <laughs> yeah, we showed up with 30 people, and it took them a long time to see it. It's like, well, you got to... You got to not do that. You got to call ahead or something also. So I, <laughs> yes. you know, yeah, I, de- I definitely look and like you said, you can tell if it's just one of those people or not, but yeah, I don't contribute. I don't leave reviews. And there are a lot of times that I have, I'll go to the same restaurant like three times in a row and the same thing that, that is negative about it, which is not the food or the waitress. It's like something that the manager did where I'm like, if I put that on Yelp, maybe they'll stop doing this. Like there's this one restaurant we go to and they have uh, like a, an employee meeting at five thirty, every and a shift change. So oh. we'll get there. We're old. I'll get there at like five to like have, you know, happy hour, have a few drinks. And you're sitting there for 15 minutes and you can't find anybody at all. And it's like, okay. And then you feel bad for the waitress. Cause she's apologizing if she comes back. Cause it's part of her job that she has to do. So we're not yeah. mad at her. We still tip her whenever I'm never going to leave a negative based on that. But Whoever decided that they wanted to do it right when it was starting to get the busiest time and everybody's sitting there waiting, it's just, it makes no sense. So those kinds of things, I think, well, maybe they'll change it if you do, like, you can still give a nice four stars or whatever and say, you know, this would be, if this could change, we would come back more often or whatever. Yeah, that's a that's a very good kind of positive review, even if it even if it includes something that they could improve on, it's, it's good to give that kind of review because... A lot of businesses will read their Yelp reviews because sometimes you'll see them reply or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, I think let's start today. We're going to contribute, okay? Mm, okay. <laughs> We're going to contribute by doing this podcast. You're welcome. Just kidding. Um, I went to McDonald's. It, it was good. 
Five stars. <laughs> Always. Um, I, it was just funny that it brought out the Yelp review that Greg put, and it it, oh, it <laughs> it's so funny because yes, you don't want to have to change everything that um, that Al was saying was true. It's like you don't want to have to do their job for them at the job, like all the things that are the mistakes that they're running it wrong. But then there's Greg with his page long, whatever. And I'm really going to look up that up. I think they're going to put a link, though. I don't know. What do you think about his review? <laughs> uh, Greg is one of those people. So Greg, Greg is very particular about, well, I was going to say certain things, but kind of everything. Yes. Kind of guitars or, or avocados or just everything. So I can, I can picture him Greg is nuts. I think that about that about covers. Which kind of nut, Brazil? <laughs> I mean, I, that's the polite name for it. Um, no, <laughs> uh, Greg. I so everybody likes Greg, but Greg is a little bit of like, I don't know. He's he is kind of entitled that way. Which listen, if you're paying for something, it does make sense. And it did sound like they had a terrible system, but he he will take it about. 75% too far sometimes. <laughs> yes. And also he was like, well, if I'm passive aggressive with the cashier, then that'll make them change. Like, right. no, that definitely is not going to work because the person you're talking to 100% doesn't care, like Al was talking about. Exactly. And he more often than not is just getting spit, like they said. Just, you, it's funny to still be going to that rest, to that, to that, to that store, still patronizing it or whatever. Just, but you're going to, you complain that much, but you're still going there. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I am going to Venice for the first time in a couple of weeks, and it's like the tail end of our family trip. We're going up, not as far as you, but close. We're going to Coloma. Oh. And then we're on our way back. We're going to hit Venice for one night because I've never gone, and we're just looking for one thing to do that was kind of in between San Simeon and our house. So we landed on that because we've been to solving a bunch of times. So I was like, all right, let's go there, check it out. So I'm definitely going to Rainbow Acres. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is the worst name for a restaurant, market, whatever it is. Yeah, that's a, that, the name, that's a weird name. Like those two things don't really go together. It's not like, it's not like Green Acres, well, Green Acres is the name of the show. It's <laughs> also the name of like a, like a, whatchamacallit, a, a tree. I wanted to call it a tree library. Uh, the place where you get trees around here. There's one called Green Acres. Anyway, uh, um, but no, it's Rainbow Acres. That sounds horrible. It sounds like you're putting. It's like you're putting an old, per, like an old person's home, and something else. I don't know. It doesn't sound like good. Where you go to have your animals put down or something. Yes, like that is it. The farm, like Rainbow Acres. Oh, it is. It's the animal death farm. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely going there. I was going to tweet at Greg and ask him if there are any places to eat because I do trust his taste buds. That Obviously, this burrito must be good enough for him to go through this rigmarole. So I'm going to test it out. But I, I'm i curious to see how this, this works, and I hope my burrito doesn't get stolen. I'll probably just have a, a cold burrito and, instead. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it sounded like... So as much as I was criticizing Greg, I, I, it does also seem like that place is like a little, just from the sound of it, it sounds a little like, I don't know, what's a good word for like hoity-toity? Uh, yeah, like yeah. W why, 
like every other place of business that sells food and drinks has figured out this process where right. <laughs> sell everyone all their stuff at the same time. Yes. Make it you don't easy need like for a special to... pass. You don't right. need like a sticker to say you paid for something. It's called Make a receipt. It... Get... Yeah. Make it easy for people to give you money is probably yeah. the best business uh, model to use. Um, I think, I don't know if it was Daniel that said it, that uh, they were saying, you know, the manager does, did the manager reply to your Yelp and what they thought about or what Greg thought that the manager thought. And they said, well, he probably just thinks that you're just another person that's from Venice. <laughs> yeah, Another asshole from Venice. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, do you have anything else from this episode? I know I've been like blind. Um, so back on the, the uh, really rosy thing. I've never heard any of those songs or, or, uh, 50 nifty United States, but sometimes things will come back to me like from, from like elementary school or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, that was weird. So I remember being in like fifth grade and one of the songs we would sing is down by the riverside. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that song. No, sing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to lay down our swords and shield down by the riverside, down by the riverside. And it's like, it's clearly like a Vietnam war protest song. <laughs> And I was like, wait a minute, why were we singing that in fucking class? Like, well, that's, we were being indoctrinated. Yes. And also, like, yeah, so I also remember, like, watching this animated show. You were talking about, like, the Maurice Sendak stuff. Yes. So there there was a lot of, like, creepy kid stuff in the 70s and 80s. Yes. Like, creepy animated stuff. And one of the things, um, wasn't super creepy, but there was some cartoon called American Rabbit which is like a rabbit who was on roller skates. And then I guess if he skated hard enough, he would turn into a superhero wearing the American flag. And I was like, well, I think that was propaganda. Probably it was probably <laughs> some sort of right wing. Cause like he had to stop the, like the greedy vultures or something from trying to destroy America. I don't remember what was going on, but I, I bet if I watched that as an adult, I'd be like, Oh, I, I wouldn't let a kid watch this. This is weird. That is weird. And I, a lot of times, you think, you know, like we were talking about songs and and smells bringing you back. I think, oh, I'm going to show my kids this or that from my childhood, some cartoon, some movie, and we watch it and it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why did we watch this? And, of course, obviously it didn't really get into my head unless maybe it subconsciously did. But I'm like, oh, this is a lot creepier than I remembered. Uh, maybe we'll watch something else. Yeah, yeah, there was, there was a, a period where... They were making stuff for kids, but it was like nobody was supervising because it was like, ah, oh, it's for kids, fuck it. Like a famous, a semi-famous example was like the original Transformers movie, the cartoon movie from, I don't know, 1988 or whatever, like multiple. So that, so the theory, I've, people still talk about this like 30 years later because it traumatized millions of children. But the theory is that like, because they wanted new Transformers toys, they killed off all the old characters. So in the the first half of the Transformers movie, like kids are watching their fa their favorite cartoon characters get murdered, <laughs> like like literally like getting shot in the chest with lasers and shot in the head and stuff. And it's like that that probably wasn't cool. Probably that not. Probably not great. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that was like towards the normal spectrum there's like what was that uh something the cat some weird 70s movie that wasn't like a kid's movie but there was a lot of like weird animated shit like heavy metal or whatever 
Yeah, I know there were a few movies that traumatized me. Um, I don't know if you remember the movie Dragon Slayer. That one. Uh, kind of. Really, kind of. when she was tied up at the stake and like the dragon or whatever it was was eating her or trying to eat her hands and stuff, and I, that just freaked me the fuck out. But it's funny how certain scenes will just freak you out. And I don't think I could watch that movie or have my kids watch it because of that. I don't want to be taken back to that traumatized feeling of like, oh. Or a Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. That. Come on, guys. some kids. <laughs> that was a definite on the list for the kids to watch. I'm like, well, <laughs> let's get traumatized together. Yeah, um, to, this is going to sound insane and irresponsible. You have to traumatize them a little bit. True. I think, just to adjust them to the world. You have to have a little hardship and a little bit of craziness. And And by the way, they've got plenty here. Um, so what else do you have? <laughs> oh, by the way, also on that, that note, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, which was, uh, as a kid, like, oh, that's a cool movie. He turns into a robot and stuff. And there's that cool, smooth criminal music video. But also, like, there's a music video where he's, like, dancing with the elephant man's bones. And then there's, like, there's a lot of kidnapping and gunfire in that movie. It's a very strange movie. Um, other than that, uh, so there was a point where they were talking about I don't remember how it came up with it. Greg was talking about how his mom and his sister, like his mom was like, their cat says, I love you. And <laughs> knows what it means. <laughs> Which the second part of that is much more insane. Right. And I think we've all seen that uh, America's Funny Some videos where there's the dog saying, I love you. And it's like, obviously it's just a bark and we're humanizing him. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the part where you think they know what it means. Like there's a, there's a couple million maybe billion human beings who don't know what love means. <laughs> the idea that your cat is like, hey man, listen, I'm really serious. I love you. Like a lot. This relationship means a lot to me. It probably is just meowing in a way that sounds like words. Exactly. Yeah. Also, so I don't know if you were going to talk about this. The They were talking about having dreams where your teeth are falling out. Yes. And well, it occurred to me that like, so dreams are kind of self-referential. Like once you have a certain dream or a certain nightmare, like you remember it just the way you would remember something that really happened. So you can keep having that dream on repeat because you're kind of you're ref referring back to that dream. And it, it occurred to me that like people with who have dreams about their teeth falling out, like human beings, because you know we have baby teeth. So literally, at some point in your young life, your teeth started falling out. So I wonder if it's if it's sort of calling back to that. And I know I've heard it's anxiety dreams. I know I have those dreams. And it's um, not as much falling out, but they're like crumble. Mm -hmm. So they're fall out, but they're falling out in pieces. So it's just like, and then I wake up and I'm like, please tell me my teeth are there. And you feel your mouth, you know. And I thought it was really funny that um, that owl was like, yeah, I don't have those. I'm like, of course you don't. <laughs> Even keeled owl does not have that problem. Of oh, course. I do have that thing that owl has where I would I will sometimes have like, like really prosaic, what's the word? Just like regular dreams about Yes. I went to work and I went to work and then I came home and then I woke up. Like, <laughs> and also I'll have like nightmare, not like scary, scary nightmares, but plus like bad dreams about like, oh, I'm working at Jack in the Box like I did when I was younger. So Ooh. I go, I'm running late and then working a long shift and then, you know, flipping burgers and then, yeah. And it's just like, like a, sh like my shitty life that I used to have. No, yes. that's anyone who works at Jack in the Box right now. That's, where my, that's where my parents met. <laughs> oh, really? They, they don't work there anymore. Go ahead. Oh. So. Oh, they met working at Jack. Yeah, my dad was the manager. <laughs> oh, 
So they met by sexual harassment. In yeah, the by, the, by the way, I don't know you, you know what their uniforms were like in 1974 or 5. Uh, the girls had really short skirts and like little ruffle underwear. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's 200% illegal right now. Yes. If, if you mention women's underwear, you would be fired. <laughs> um, I digress. But, you know, going back, you bringing up that you do lose your teeth and that is and that is more like a straightforward dream like you're just tapping into something that actually happened so that that definitely could be i mean do we really know what dreams mean i don't know because how can you <laughs> yeah I, yeah it's just your brain is still working on stuff even if the regular thinking parts of your brain aren't awake so uh, there's a lot of interpretation with dream stuff i find a lot of it to be kind of spurious because it is sometimes it's just oh i was thinking about uh, Maurice Sendak, and then I'll have a dream about where the wild things are. Oh my but gosh, you, just don't read the In the Night Kitchen, because you might, yeah. there'll be not dreams, there'll be nightmares. Sounds like a Stephen King short story. Or something. It should be. I don't know what my was going on story. in his mind, but psychopath. Yeah, also, like, in that sort of realm of, like, creepy 70s and 80s stuff for kids, there was a lot of books, of a lot of weird books, like kids' books, that were like, are you okay, dude? Why, why would you write this for children? <laughs> Yeah, like they talk about Roald Dahl, which I was so excited. Okay, we're going to buy all the Roald Dahl books, and I'm going to read them to you because I love, you know, Charlie and Chocolate Factory and The Glass Elevator and James and Giant Peach. So we got all of these things, and a lot of his books, we were reading uh, the BFG and the Twits, and they're insane books. So I, I hope I – maybe this is the trauma that my kids needed. It's a slight where it's like, oh, these people are really creepy. I, I encourage any of you, it's a short story, a short book, is to, to read the twits. It's very interesting. And uh, I think they're all peeking to this guy's head. It's insane. Since I got to do my JMO, why don't you read the JMO that stood out to you? Oh. If you have one. So there's one JMO of if, if someone goes to a bathroom and they pooped, <laughs> you know who left the smell, is it better or worse? have a strong opinion on that i don't think but it was funny that that travis mcelroy said you know i'm a grown-ass man and everyone poops yes i wish that they would have played jenna's drop at that time but um it is funny though that idea because when you go in there you if i smell that when i go in there i'm like ugh, i immediately hate that person and i don't know why because like he said we all do it yeah if you're lucky and but I go in there hating that person. But then if I do see, or if I see a person come out, I'm like, oh boy. Like, it does give it a whole, it gives it its own personality. Like, you put a face to the smell. I don't know. That's true. And but also, like, and women and men probably view those things a little differently. True. True. Like, because guys, like, they talked about it on the show, like, guys will totally just, like, rip farts or whatever right. in the bathroom. And, like, I have no idea women didn't. Oh, gosh. They, like, barely want any noises to come out of anything or any smells or anything. <laughs> That's like the one place where you have the right. You would think, it. but then I think it's for this exact reason because you're gonna be face to face with these people. It's like, oh, hello. <laughs> but you're right. Everybody does it. I don't know why. I don't know why it's a big deal. It is for for girls. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, women are like speaking broadly. No pun intended. Women are like more concerned. Guys are all autistic compared to women. Like they're <laughs> super into like like repetitive mechanical tasks and like. Basically, yeah, we're, we're a little less socially developed, I think. So women are a little bit more socially aware. And some, that, that backfired. <laughs> Literally. 
Um, I think that's a good place to end. What do you think? <laughs> I think that's not bad. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, yeah, this was so much fun. I'm glad that you were able to do this with me. It was fun talking to you. It's always always fun. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Um, it just warms the cockles of my heart that anybody's listening. I think it's awesome that Allison listened to an episode. Um, oh, a quick just yes. for every fan. Does everybody wonder what episode she listened to? I, like, oh, I got to find out. I found out and I re-listened. <laughs> Me and Raffi were like, oh my gosh, we have to. We were like picking apart every little thing in, in that episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was the Enema episode. Oh, of course. <laughs> Of course it was. Um, you know, when I first started this, it was uh, episode 69, right? So then when I officially changed the name, we started over to episode one. So that's the one she listened to. Okay. Yes. Support Allison's show by going to her website, allisonrosen.com, because duh. Um, if you want to be a part of this show, email me at bffancast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter. Sorry, follow us on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me on Twitter at jmos and bffs. T.S., where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, T.S.D.C.X. That is it. Well, thanks. I hope you come back. Oh, I, uh, you know what? No, <laughs> I'm going to leave on a high note. This is, this is it. Uh, <laughs> quick, quick plug, though, for yes. Alice and stuff. Um, so she mentioned that she was on Joe Rogan's podcasts. Uh, the same day that came out, an episode of her on Greg Fitzsimmons podcast also came out. I'm actually going to, well, I would recommend both, but I, I prefer the Greg Fitzsimmons episode. So if, if you are, if you need more Allison in your life, as we all do, uh, go ahead and check that out. Yes. Love me some Greg Fitzsimmons. Another, another uh, Venice Beach veteran. <laughs> if you still even lives there. Anyways. Okay. I'm rambling. So thank you and good night. Good night.